Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Awe by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about the new Bridgerton show, Queen Charlotte. Yes, a Bridgerton story, Queen Charlotte, which is not originally, like, I don't think the Queen Charlotte character is really even in the original Bridgerton books, I believe, correct? Really? Oh, I I don't know. I've not read them. So they added the character of the Queen in the Bridgerton show. I think so. Let me double check um is well she adds to it for sure i mean she's oh for an amazing... sure they made her yeah, yeah part of the ton she's the one who decides the uh in the original she decides the like jewel of the season the diamond of the season right so there's all that yeah yeah they've really they've really um written her in as a very big character she has she um, and and we are we are aware that uh, the the Bridgerton show like really does not follow. I think it follows some of the more main like couple couple plot lines of the Bridgerton books, but other than that, it is it is a very different show altogether. Um, yeah, and we've said before that Bridgerton is not really a direct um, period drama that's like historically accurate. Um, it's more of a fantasy. And you can see that in all of the aspects of it. But this particular series, Queen Charlotte, was definitely influenced by the actual um, person of Charlotte, uh, Veckelberg Strides or whatever. Like, she really was, like, plucked from German obscurity, basically, you know, as a noble in Germany, and then was, like, wedded to the King of England. So... Um, oh, so that part's true. Yes, that that is true. And the character of Charlotte has like is now a black woman. But I think that people have speculated over the years that she was she had some like black blood from her, like from Africa. But it's not it's not like it's not real. Like it's just like a speculation. But like she was a white woman. So like she wasn't. A black woman. So that's kind of the, like, um, changing of the story that also makes it a lot, like, more interesting and better and more updated for today. Yeah, and same thing with um, with uh, King George. His, his, um, his mental illness or illness that he has is, is sort of, like, definitely has to do with the actual illness that he, that he did have, mm-hmm. which oh, I, I, I had looked it up. It started with, like, a P. Um yeah. So it is like it is closely related to the actual historical figures um illness that he did have. Um yeah. where like he would have hallucinations and he would, you know, kind of be confused about things. Um almost kind of like dementia um in a way. Mhm. Um but yes. But despite that he lived pr- till pretty old. I think until like yeah. his 80s like so it was pretty amazing that he was a king, but he also is known for, and the real George III was known for being the king, the mad king, but also the king who lost the Americas. I mean, the entire Revolutionary War happened um, during his reign, and obviously that was a a powder keg, <laughs> you know, so it yeah. wasn't like his fault but like it, it you know it's part of his entire lore and it's kind of the the juxtaposition between the character that Lynn Manuel Miranda chooses to per- portray in Hamilton versus the character we see the like very sexy young character that we see in this Queen Charlotte instead 
Oh yes, very uh, very sexy indeed. Um, I found a Den of Geek article, and it does say that Queen Charlotte is very briefly mentioned in like book six of the Bridgerton series. But this whole storyline that you know Shonda Rhimes has helped create for this show is is definitely not portrayed in in the original book series. Um, yeah, so which is not why, surprising. Since I mean, I know that you watched this because I was like talking that you should watch this, but did did this like live up to what you thought this show was going to be? What do you mean, Bridgerton in general or the Queen Charlotte? Because like obviously, what what preconceived notions do you think that you were like? Why would I watch this other Bridgerton show if it's not related to the original show? Oh, I mean, I am. I am highly invested in the Bridgerton series from season one. So there was no, there was no reason I was not going to watch Queen Show. I just wanted to binge it. That was, that was the whole thing is that I, I think, I, I don't think I binged season one, but we binged season two and, and probably got it done like in probably two days or something. Mm-hmm. Like we just watched it over the weekend and I highly enjoyed doing that. Like I love binging shows. And so I really wanted to do that for Queen Charlotte. And so I was just trying to find a good time to do this with my roommate when we were both at the house and we both didn't have stuff to do. Like it, it was mostly a scheduling thing. That's why it took me a bit to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, no, I had every intention of watching it. I had no reluctance. I had no, <laughs> I had, <laughs> I did not, I did not know it was going to be this dark. Like it definitely felt a lot more serious and um, with a lot less, uh, I don't know, colorfulness that we get from from the because you know the bridgerton seasons are are all about the 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 courtship season and everyone mm-hmm. finding their finding the their person and and stuff and, and the gossip yeah so it's all very dramatic and very passionate and very and this was very passionate as well like i think these two actors um the actress who played queen charlotte and the actor and the actor who played king george had very great chemistry. I thought they were adorable. Uh, India and um, what's his name? Corey. Corey. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were fantastic. Um, and uh, I thought they had really great chemistry. I thought they were. I loved them. I love them very much. But it really did take a serious tone. And it makes sense because we are dealing with with a queen of a country um, and, and, a, and a match in a matchmaking situation in that in that regard, which is a mm-hmm. lot more serious than just like some rich noble girl finding <laughs> her rich noble man. <laughs> exactly. That's so true. And like it is the highest stakes. And we see that with also with Michelle Fairley's character as the mother of King George, who's kind of the one that's um running the country in a lot of ways. Oh, she's the, she's in Game of Thrones. She's, uh. Yeah, she plays the mom. Yeah, she's the Stark. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, um. Yes. Oh my gosh. She's she's amazing. She's so good. She's so good. She elevates, you know, the, the, the show. And honestly, her, her, uh, kind of match, like, game with, um, the, the young Agatha Danbury was really fun to watch. And just, like, seeing that kind of, like, dynamic that they had was really well done. I think the writing on this show was honestly the best yet of the Bridgerton series. It, to me, it, like, blew me out of the water with the complexity of the themes and the kind of, you know, the, the constraints that they have set up for this show to be the kind of... um like they're really being very feminist in a lot of ways while also living in this extremely unfeminist time. Right. So it's like you have like that, the constraints of the like so-called like period drama time, the like Regency era, but this is even before Regency. This is like, you know, you know, 30 years before that. So you, you have all of this like type of, you know, the constraints, the, the abilities to be on equal footing with your spouse or something. And because right. she's a queen, she can have that in a way, but then still she can't. So like there, it's a lot to write. It's a lot. And I really appreciate the writers for this. I really appreciate the, the love story that we got to see. And also the like 
Agatha Danbury story. Um, all of yeah. that was great. It was so interesting. I, yeah, I completely agree. For six episodes, they they wrote a they wrote very well. A lot of different storylines, a lot of different arcs, a lot of different origin stories in a way. Because yeah, we got the Agatha Danbury origin story. We got the Queen Charlotte kind of origin story. Like we and and we even learned a lot about um, uh, Violet Bridgerton, the Bridgerton mom. Yeah. Like it was. It and we really had a great um kind of character arc for her written into this as well. All in six episodes. That is fucking <laughs> amazing that they can write that they can write these very well thought out, well paced out, like well just rounded out three different stories. Like, like no, three and, different and also fucking stories in six episodes. Like Brimsley and Red. Yes. <laughs> like oh my god. Ins- the writing was fucking just S tier, like fucking S tier, dude. I, oh my god, it was so good, so good. Yes, Brimsley fucking killed me, fucking killed me, dude. (laughs) In the end, when he was like dancing by himself, God just stabbed my heart. It's too much. I was like, where's, I was like, where's Reynolds? Where's Reynolds? Oh, it was killing me. It was absolutely killing me. Oh my god, it was so good. Like, I, I can't say anything but just amazing things about this show. It's, Oh, it's been so great. It's, it's been yeah. so great from the beginning. Oh my it's god, so, so good. Yeah, like we have gripes oh about god. I think the other two Bridgerton series, and you can go listen to those. I mean, the second one was largely better in our opinion, but it was. I still greatly you know, enjoyed season one, but again, yeah. the the two first seasons are they're very they're very simple and almost superficial and just very like dramatic. Like yeah. it's just they really. Some of them do get, some of the characters do get some really nice emotional arcs um, mm-hmm. and, and really great character arcs, but but this really just fucking threw her out of the park. Like, <laughs> it, was it was fucking fantastic. Yeah. I am mad at myself that I didn't watch it sooner. It just, oh, but I'm so glad I watched it. Oh my God. And it was such a good binge. If you haven't, if you just, if you haven't binged it, like just, just in a couple months, maybe next year. Just binge it. It was such a good binge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, take good. my binges very seriously. <laughs> so the as you were talking about the some of the top rated episodes, um, one of them is the Even Days episode, which is the third one. Um, oh my god! <laughs> and it it has to yes. be like one of the sexiest episodes of TV I've ever seen. Like. Just the oh my goodness! It's got this like it. it, It's the third episode, you know. Like for the second Bridgerton, we had to wait. Like it was a real slow burn until we got to like at least a little bit of sex. But like this was, you know, right off the bat, these two, you know, tropey, angry at each other, having sex to kind of get themselves close to each other, and you know, we have this trope, but it works because they're just. It's like, what are we going to be mad about the fact that we're just like super excited that these two are having sex and it's really well shot. It, they have great chemistry. And honestly, you don't even like see honest, hardly any nudity in this at all. And and so it's all just emotional and like really like well done and like it has a lot of movement and a lot of like spice. And uh, that's what I really like about it. Yeah, completely. Uh, yeah, we do. I think we get a bit more nudity in, in the first two seasons of the show. But yes, this was purely just emotional love there. It was so strong. It was so passionate. Like, yes, they were they were mad at each other because they both weren't telling each other things. Like, Charlotte, like, th- their whole marriage was kind of bumpy from the beginning. Like, Charlotte mm-hmm. hadn't met him. She didn't know what was happening. You know, she's young. She's scared. She's she she has this great conversation just at the beginning of the show with her brother mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. carriage heading to the castle just talking about how fucking uncomfortable her dress is and yeah. all of the all of the details and the beating and the embellishments that went into this costume and the fact that she has to wear it to impress this king that she never this soon to be king that hasn't like she never met and doesn't know anything about like it was just it was so good it was just an amazing start to the show and and it just kind of and you really get this hope when they first meet because, you know, he sees her trying to climb the wall and, and basically yeah. ditch her wedding. Yeah. And he's just like, um, hi, I'm the king. <laughs> and she's like, oh, hi. Uh, and he, yeah, like, no, falls I'm in out. love like, with her. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, he really falls in love with her. And I just love that. You know, I love a good simp. Oh, my God, I love it so uh, much. Um, 
And then we just kind of uncover these things, like we uncover the king's illness and how and how Charlotte comes to learn of it and how supportive she comes to, like comes to be about it. And it just that love really grows and that relationship just really grows and it's just so fucking sexy and it's just so good. <laughs> like it's oh yeah. my god, it was giving me life. It was and giving me the life. The end oh is like the saddest. I mean, when they're under the bed and it's kind of going yes. between I'm like getting chills literally thinking about that scene again. I cried. Like I'm I'm like I'm like I'm up. shaking. Like I am shaking. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. It was like an amazing ending to a show and I don't think that they're going to have another season of it. So, you know, no, six episodes not. that just rounded themselves out like super super well and you just get I mean maybe we'll get a little bit more like in the next Bridgerton but it's 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 kind of like its own wonderful little encapsulated story and the love of like two people that with with somebody who has a mental illness in there you know I think that's beautiful and we don't we don't have a lot I mean we have some some examples of this in media but this is just like a such a prescient topic and just like something that really shows that you know one person does have to be a like patient kind partner to be with somebody who has a mental illness like this anchor for that person yeah yeah but they also have their own you know like they're allowed to be weak too so like we we see all their support as well yeah Yeah. exactly it's not not such as one person receiving all the support like like both both parties in a relationship need to need to be receiving their support Mm -hmm. yeah so it's kind of like a really sweet and well done, well written. Um, I do want to know what if was Casey talking to you about this? Who's our resident therapist friend? Um, <laughs> like, did they think that oh. this was uh, well done? Like, I I don't know. Um, oh wow. I mean, I can I can go get them. <laughs> I would love to know because let me. Let me let me go see if they want because I I I think they they really enjoyed this show too. Um, I mean I don't know this, this is kind of spontaneous. I don't it know. is go go get them. We should have we sh- we should have asked them if they wanted to be on. Let, let me let me go see. Let me. It's too on. late. Just, you go see. Bit, you go see. Bit, bear with bear with. We'll be we'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anyway, Anyway, let me know if you're ready for me to comment. Yes, I can hear. So, Casey, I did just pull you into this um, randomly. I would like to know what your, um, like, therapist background you went through. You just graduated. You know a lot mm-hmm. more about um, mental mm-hmm. health stuff uh, and the writing of it in a show. So mm-hmm. what did you think of yeah. the Bridgerton show, the Queen Charlotte show? Yes. So just for clarity's sake here, graduated with my MS in counseling. I am an associate marriage and family therapist and associate practicing clinical counselor in California. So not licensed, but still an expert in the mental health field. So when we were watching, Emily did look up like potentially what George had. And I'm blanking on what like the Oh, the sorry. online consensus was I'm gonna find it I'll look it up let's yeah. see yeah. yeah Emily's gonna look it up too but it wasn't something I'd ever heard of somebody else said like it sounds like schizophrenia it sounds like bipolar one disorder and I don't feel like either of those diagnoses really encapsulate his symptoms 
Porphyria, so, that's what they say. Porphyria. Yes. yes. Porphyria. So if you bring that up, I can <laughs> I can look into it. But I'll just continuing on. I don't do diagnosis stuff. That's not mm-hmm. the kind of work that I do. What I do think that was good about Queen Charlotte is that they really showed how primitive everybody's understanding of mental health and illness really was at that time. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, still to this day, there's so many things that we don't understand when it comes to mental health. Um, okay, it says, George had acute porifiras, a metabolic disorder that impacts the nervous system. Okay, that does kind of make sense. Um, let's look. Yeah, because that doctor they had in the show was fucking quack. Yeah, that was wild. The whole control <laughs> thing for, yeah. and, like, making him feel... Like he his whole thing was like, oh, you need to be like kind of helpless, and there was that power imbalance, and that was the problem. But yeah, and you know, it wasn't be, solving the problem. Dominant over his illness, like basically, he just needed to get over it. That was basically what the doctor was saying. I am, Jesus Christ. Okay, this is, I'm like googling now about what the symptomology really looks like, symptoms and causes from. Mayo Clinic. Okay, buildup of natural chemicals called polyphorins in the body. Need something to make hemoglobin, protein, red blood cells. So this is more of like um MD diagnosis than a mental health diagnosis by any mm-hmm. means. But mm-hmm. those two things are super connected anyway. So symptoms can vary among different people. Um... Severe pain in belly, chest, or legs, digestive problems, muscle pain, mental changes such as anxiety, hallucinations, or mental confusion. Mm-hmm. That We saw that. We saw mm-hmm. seizures. The breathing problems made it look like he was having panic attacks. So, yeah, that's, that does seem like that's probably what they were trying to depict here. Mm-hmm. What I found interesting, though, is that they didn't use a diagnosis that was more <laughs> easily explained like they picked something that's really rare Mm -hmm. um which i mean from a writing perspective probably gave them more freedom with Mm. the kind of things that they wanted to show for him something that i loved was at the end of the series when charlotte went to go tell um george that they were going to be grandparents with a legitimate heir. Like, she went under the bed with him because she knew that that was, like, his safe place where, mm. as they say, like, the heavens can't get to them. And he had this moment of clarity with her. That brought me to tears because a lot of the times with people with severe mental conditions, and I use that term very, very loosely here, like, Sometimes it's a safe person, it's a safe place, it's a safe situation that can bring moments of clarity. So that was mm. her meeting where he, where him, where he's at. And it was so beautiful to see that, you know, despite all these different things that are pushing them away from each other, they still can have these moments of closeness and clarity together. Yeah, it was very special. So I'm glad that you you thought that they at least, like, had a... Like, they treated it well. Like, we were just talking. I don't know if you've heard from Emily, but we were talking about how they really did a bad job in the last few episodes of Downton Abbey with one Mm -hmm. of the characters who attempted to take his own life. And the Mm -hmm. whole situation was dealt with very badly. And we were just like, we were remarking that just like the fact that I felt that this Queen Charlotte show was a lot more nuanced a lot better like and of course it was a much more main part of the story but like i felt like they did such a good job with it and um you know comparing it to obviously the shit job that downton uh did but (laughs) so i mean most shows will do a piss poor job of depicting any sort of illness mental or otherwise Mm -hmm. um especially when it comes to suicidality because when you think about it there's there's the shift in certain circles i mean i'm a part of this circle where we're trying to transition from saying 
committed suicide to mm-hmm. completing suicide because yeah. committed has a legal undertone to it. Right, and right. when you think about it, like, many religions say, like, killing yourself is, like, a sin and you won't get to heaven. Whatever you believe, you know, that's fine. But, like, when you're hurting other people, that's not okay. So, instead of saying committed suicide, we're saying completed suicide. Or, mm-hmm. um, or just saying simply, like, kill themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Because we don't want to add any stigma to it. But... Especially with shows that are period pieces like Downton, they're not going to use that kind of language. They're not going to have that kind of understanding or empathy to people's places and lives and the decisions that they make. I have, I can't even think, uh, actually no, Heartstopper I think is doing a good job when it comes to mental health stuff. But that's like the only example I can think of off the top of my head that is handling mental health problems in like an accurate and like sensitive way yeah nice plug um if you enjoy this is a new a new new show sorry go ahead so and there's good writers on it and everything so (laughs) we were very much praising towards the writers earlier well, thanks for joining yes. us. I know Alessandra can't hear me right very well right now, but um, I was saying nice plug for Casey, because if you enjoy Casey's comments and what Casey has to say, Casey is on our episode of Heartstopper. I love the gay love. Oh, speaking of gay love. Um, Brimsley. Brimsley and Reynolds. Yes. What oh the my fuck God. happened to Reynolds? I know. I'm, oh. I'm actually kind of sad that we did not get to hear what happened to Reynolds. Like, I just, I needed to know. Like, did he pass? Did he leave? Did he, I don't know. But like, what happened there? I need to know. Yeah. Same. I think that it was kind of, I, I remember them saying that there was a scene that was shot that Brimsley was dancing by himself with the and then they had a, like a version of the young Reynolds dancing with him at that point but they didn't mm-hmm. end up putting it in the show. I think it's pretty mm. implied that the Reynolds died or something. Yeah. Um, probably. Brimsley was just really old. sad, but you know, <laughs> it's like they they're older, I guess, and it's not as a, a time where people lived as long um uh, because of various you know, they didn't have any uh any kind of protection really. Mm-hmm. No um the medical health was horrible, so um, no vaccines and all that. So, you know, yeah. um, but I don't know if we'll one ever last, know. Yeah. One last thing I want to say about the mental health aspect of all this is that the doctor that George was working with that was torturing him, like, that is not unheard of, and mm-hmm. that is still not unheard of today. It reminded me a bit about, like, conversion therapy tactics of where oh, sure. yeah. you try and control every aspect of a person so they, quote, unquote, fall in line. Mm-hmm. But with with any sort of illness or thing that you're struggling with, one that's not going to work. Um, but I... It... It was hard for me to watch just because, like, I've done my reading. I know that these things happened, continue to happen for people with lots of different illnesses, mental, physical, whatever, what have you. But, like, I think they showed a really accurate description of what that can look like. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, maybe this is some people's first exposure to, to how barbaric our medical system has been towards people that struggle with mental health problems. So, I mean, on one hand, that's good. But for me, like, it was hard to watch. I definitely feel like there were some times where I was, like, putting my hand over my face, um, especially with, like, the... Um, it wasn't waterboarding, but, like, trying to drown him and, mm-hmm. and like, the, the burning with, like, the cow- cattle prod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. God, yeah. My God. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yes, that's what I got to say about that. <laughs> now I just want to do more research on this illness because I'd never heard of it before we watched the show. Well, yeah. it it also yeah. could just be yeah, I mean like a super rare thing that obviously, you know, he ha- he is the product of a lot of uh closer breeding between the people who mm-hmm. were always the royals and they they all have a lot of interesting things about them because they were in a smaller gene pool in the end, really. Yeah. So yeah. there's you know there's a lot going on and there's a lot like in the past and so you wouldn't I mean you would expect something like this to happen but we were talking about how the 
the fact that like the differences, I'm sure you'd seen this, that the differences between the way he's portrayed in Hamilton versus the show is like so stark and oh my god yes i did think about that i'm like yes that's king george the third uh-huh yeah yeah Yeah. so it's pretty interesting um it's all the power of the writers and they really do you know this is all fictionalized and in you know and they they do say that at the beginning of the show which we don't even get i think in the original bridgerton because this is kind of a more this is about a real person as we said Mm -hmm. so these are like a lot more fantasized, a lot more um, historical fiction, I think, than even mm-hmm. the Bridgerton shows, because <laughs> those aren't really real people. So, no. Um, no. yeah. Awesome. Thanks right. for thanks for inputting. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> All right, I'll go back in the living room now, cuddling with my cat. <laughs> yes, they were cuddling with their cat just a minute ago. We yeah. had to shove them off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go. All right. Let's see. There was uh, some great stuff Casey had to say about that. Um, yeah. Really glad we brought them in because I, I was thinking about that the whole time. I was, was watching the show. I know. We just, we really need to just ask people if they want to be, well, normally if there's something that, that they really want to like, like they will say like, I, I'd like to be on the podcast with you about this. Like, especially about, our flag means death and heartstopper like they those two shows were just very near and dear to them um and mm-hmm. so they really want to talk about it so they will speak up if they want to be um in an episode um but yeah no that was definitely great um another thing i wanted to talk about which i found a little interesting and i'm not quite sure how i feel about it but um so we obviously talked about the first two seasons of Bridgerton on this show before Queen Charlotte comes out. And, you know, we discussed the um, historical accuracy of the show and kind of how there is minority noble no, nobility when um, in written in history, that's not ever really the case most of the time. Um, but um, I think they touched on that. They touched on, on how this came to be in Queen Charlotte, correct? This, this experiment that they kept referencing. Isn't yes. This- yes, the experiment, and I—they did not exactly explicitly say what that was, but I think what yeah, it was, I was a little confused about it. Yeah, I think like what I had it my was assumptions. Was the, the experiment to meld the basically just black and white people. I think that was kind of the idea that they wanted to try and like unify the country more by accepting everyone, and obviously having a black queen is going to be game-changing for the country so it kind of eventually leads to what Bridgerton is which is a very diverse and accepting climate where everyone is on equal footing depending on what titles they have how much money they have so it's like (laughs) It's like putting, it's like literally disregarding the fact that, you know, in Bridgerton, they don't really regard skin color as being any kind of lower or higher. Um, And I think this is the, this is like the inception of that. Right. Which, which I think is very interesting that, that they went into the lore of this, but I I just kind of liked that it was, it is what it is. This, Mm -hmm. in, in this, in this universe everyone is accepting it's 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 always been like this this is just it is what it is um so like i both i both like and um am curious about why like this this was ultimately chosen like the fact that it had to have an inception that it had to mm-hmm. um but either way i thought it was done very well um because yes because obviously as queen charlotte arrives at the castle there are comments about her skin color by the mother um and you know oh what will the what will the what will the society what will society think of this and and ultimately they kind of just say well if the if the if the royalty's doing it then everyone's gonna fall in line everyone's gonna think this is fine like what will we say goes and um, it added the layer to give Lady Danbury a different kind of struggle as well because she had to have her own side of the story which did involve her very old husband. And kind yes. of like the not passion that she feels for him, but she does care about him because he comes from like a, you know, 
like he comes from a very wealthy African family. And so like there's the whole Or so he says. There might yeah. have been some some false some false uh false statements with, with what he kind of told her, um, that we kind of yeah. learn later on. But yes. Yeah, yeah, let's definitely delve into Lady Danbury's story since we haven't really touched on that too much yet. Because yes, I completely agree. This whole experiment kind of really unfolded her story, which of course we have her and her husband like rising to receiving titles, receiving land, receiving their like full nobility mm-hmm. based on their wealth. Um, yeah. And then ultimately her struggles with his passing and her trying to take over what is hers. Like this, again, this is an, this should be an equal marriage. She has, she should have just as much right to, to what they own as, as her husband owned. Like it's not just, you know, not seeing her as one of his possessions that he owns. Um, and kind of working through that and kind of kind of playing the system. She really she really plays the system to get what she wants and that's uh that's real badass. <laughs> yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> I I just love that the two leads of the show are Charlotte and Lady Danbury. They're like yes. kind of two really headstrong women that are just so good. The actresses are really good at embodying these characters that you just feel like these are really who they are like it's a very very well done show in that way um yeah but like she goes through you know she you can see that she has like that terrible husband you know but she doesn't know any different and she says this later like she just needs to find herself without her husband she has never known anything else in her entire life so yes we we learned that she was basically raised to be this man's wife and mm-hmm. she does not she doesn't even know what kind of person she is, what kind of thing she likes. Like, she doesn't even know herself because of how she was forced to prepare herself for this marriage. And that's exactly. just, that's, yeah. that's horrible. That's absolutely <laughs> traumatizing. Well, like I mean, Charlotte is in the in the same way because she for was sure. also raised and then was kind of sold off to be the queen. Like, I mean, yeah. a lot of women were never... They didn't have the agency. They didn't have the ability to decide things for themselves unless they were really wealthy. And they had that degree that they could do that. But, like, honestly, there's always these social pressures. And I read a book recently that I really love called – that we got at that romance bookstore, the um, one that was uh, over in L.A., the, like, Rip Bodice. I got it. Yes. One of the people who owned the store wrote a book called Mad Bad – um regency uh mad bad and like oh what was it called um it was all about regency era women and like real women and it was little biographies about them it was so interesting and definitely reminded me of this like real people who actually had to live within the social contracts and manage to make a name for themselves manage to kind of like skirt the patriarchy or even have like lesbian relationships or be like in a in a social atmosphere that they had some kind of power that were I'm like reading about them in a book so that was like really really interesting and I can imagine that it it was something that kind of affected the the story for somebody like Lady Danbury in this in the show yeah 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 completely so Anyway, really good. I loved the kind of um, agency that she felt by get, uh, like having a relationship with the father of, of Violet. Well, I forgot what his name was, but... Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. It was his name. He was... He was... Because, like, it? obviously Violet Bridgerton got married, so they her last name is not the same as her dad's <laughs> right but um that was like really interesting that kind of at the end they, because the whole show was kind of had this flashback kind of way of doing things that they had violet come to terms with the fact that her friend was intimate with her dad <laughs> so it was kind of like awkward yeah that was a little <laughs> lord that ledger was a little yeah a little bit drama um a little bit <laughs> a little bit of drama because yeah we obviously um violet kind of 
has her suspicions because she sees um, one thing that she would do with her father was that they would make like little birthday crowns for people. Mm -hmm. um, And she had one. So he had made one for her, obviously. And we saw when he gave that to her and it was very cute. Um, But, but yeah, so she had her suspicions about that. But of course, Agatha ain't gonna spill no beans. (laughs) No, (laughs) she keeps it close to the chest, man. She will take that to the grave (laughs) never (laughs) ever admit to that yeah um but other than that kind of happening kind of uh stirring the pot a little bit i i did think her and violet's conversations were um very nice i think it really you know grew their relationship because because as they are family now she is related to simon right she's like his aunt or something yeah you're Um, right that is so true who's now married to daphne so they are family um and so kind of having these, and I really love that Violet confided in her that, you know, even though she really loved her husband and she could never love anyone the same way that she loved him, she, mm-hmm. she's, she's getting horny and she wants to get it on. And you know, that is amazing. I love that for her. And I want that for her. I want that for her. Yeah. And, great. Uh, and you know, Agatha was just kind of, uh, you know, letting her know that that's fine. Those urges are completely fine. They're, uh, and they are, and they are, um, that was it. They're fine. And they, and she can have them if she wants. She can um, take a lover. Take a I lover. Think, I that. think that I looked at the trivia and there's really nothing that's very interesting in there. Um, so I oh, think really? a good way to, to round this out would be that the daughter that the son is married to in the end that, that has the, that they've conceived the child, um, and the mother's name is Victoria. Um, and she's like, oh, we'll probably name her Victoria, right? Mm-hmm. To yeah. Queen Charlotte. That is Queen yeah. Victoria. That is the, like, oh. you know, the monarch of England. That is, like, the very famous monarch. She That is, like, the... Um, this was, like, a real problem because Queen the, the Princess Charlotte died. Or the Princess... Um, I guess it was Charlotte. Yeah, she died in the beginning in the flash forward situation. Um, and that was okay. like a big, big problem. Like in in like that, that really happened. And that was really like a big problem. <laughs> like that was going to be the the heir of. Oh, the first uh, the the fir- her, her son, her son's uh-huh. uh, her eldest son's dying. Yes, her eldest son's daughter. So. Uh, and I think it, her name was Princess Charlotte, yeah. So because she died, there was no heir. And this was like a big issue that all the brothers and sisters had to kind of race to make an heir. And the ones that really? actually Really? So pregnant, this was true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. It, it was a big problem. And so the ones that actually did made Charlotte and no one else had any other male heirs. So So Victoria became the queen. And um, that's pretty crazy because she was like the reigning queen. She wasn't even just like the queen of a king. She was the queen. And there, yeah. there is like the, in, the in, Victoria who who is Victoria and Albert. Those yep. ones. Yep. That's that's the oh, one. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, also, you know, she's the great, great, great grandmother of uh, Queen Elizabeth. And Ooh, the one that just passed. King, everybody is related. So on both sides of the family with the king, the queen and Prince Philip were both related to Queen Victoria and even going up to Queen Charlotte. And so it's kind of interesting when you when you think about the, the way that like they can trace their entire lineage back up to like. I mean, it's it's dozens of of generations. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, like through um, Mary Queen of Scots, like up. It's it's wild. <laughs> like one yeah. of the most incredible uh, genealogies that has been recorded because it's one of the most important ones. So, um, pretty pretty crazy. For sure. For yeah, sure. you don't think about like the fact that the the king is related to this character. 
which is wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway. Also, not, not really a trivia, but um, I saw on TikTok someone just uh, had like a fun fact, which I guess is trivia, but in the show, um, Queen Charlotte is still seen as wearing more like Victorian style clothes mm. instead of the Regency era type clothes that you see the rest of the characters wearing. It's not the right. Uh, it's so not Victorian, can... but okay, yeah. Or not Victorian, <laughs> but like the the older the yeah, older previous one. Previous to Regency era. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's not wearing the co- oh, is Victorian after or something? Yeah, because Victorian era is during uh, Queen Victoria, the child that's conceived post Regency oh, era. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm not very well versed in my eras, but um, anyway. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going I'm to so, see what yes. this one's called. <laughs> she dresses, yeah, she dresses not to the current fashions to not confuse uh, mm-hmm. King George. Um, that makes a lot of sense. That is really cute. Yes. Yes. Very um, cute. And trivia, I guess. That should be, that should be in here. Oh, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to look at some other stuff that Shonda has worked on. Um, Georgian, that's what it's called. Georgian, King George. (laughs) Yes, and actually, also during this time, the Georgian era was a very big um, problem for the Mm. uh, the 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 rich people during this era were exceedingly wealthy compared to the poor. And they used to, like, be completely, like, you know, the 1% today, in a way. Yeah. The majority of the wealth was in a very small percentage of people who flaunted it and did, it was, like, overtly um, over the top. Like. Yeah. the and, and there was a lot of very bad legislation that was allowed to be passed during this time to allow those people to make more and more money therefore making it worse and worse for the for the very poor yeah yeah um at the fact i got a lot of very random things in this head and they just they (laughs) you sure do (laughs) i love history dude like it is i i love listening to podcasts about it (laughs) So that's what I do all the time. Like that podcast, Noble Blood. Definitely listen to it. I love that for you, Alessandra. Thank you. All right. Uh, so we technically did our break already, right? Yes. So we should just get yeah. into the... Okay. Do the plot <laughs> keywords, and I think that that might be it. Oh, that's right. Because there's no meta score. Well, if this this show had a meta score, it'd be a 100. <laughs> I agree. It's very good. Like, there's not so, a lot of things that are bad about this so show. Good. There's not. There's not. There's not. No, it's very good. It's so good. Okay. Uh, plot keywords here. We've got prequel, queen, historical, England, Queen Charlotte character. Uh, plus 38 more. Uh, well, that that's pretty good. Super good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this show. If 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 you have not seen the show, please, <laughs> please, please go watch the show. <laughs> it's so good. And honestly, watch watch the first two Bridgerton seasons too. There's they're really good. Like it's it's oh mm-hmm. such. I I literally wait so patiently for the next seasons to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here waiting so patiently. Um. Oh my gosh, I want to go see the new Little Mermaid. A movie, Alessandra. I want to see it so oh, bad. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm seeing the ads all over uh, IMDb right now. Okay. <laughs> I think that's all we have to say about. Oh yeah, did you like um? Oh, I can't remember what they were. What was your favorite um? What was your favorite classical rendition of of a of a modern song, Alessandra? Mm, maybe, uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, what was it? So oh, what were they? There was. Oh, crap. A Beyonce song, I think. There was one. Was there a Beyonce song? Mm, let me see. There was Don't one. I, I liked up. the one. I liked the one that they danced to um, at like that first ball they attended. Um, the the Danbury ball, the Danbury party. I like that one. All the pop music covers. 
There is a, a Netflix article about this. Okay. Yes, there was the oh, Halo Beyonce cover. Wow, I got that. Yes. Wow. There was another one, yes, the yes. Run the World Beyonce cover, too. And the Deja Vu Beyonce cover. I told you there was a lot of Beyonce. <laughs> I was on oh, my it. gosh. That's amazing. Um, there's a, If I Ain't Got You, Alicia Keys, uh, Nobody Gets Me, SZA, I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston. Okay. Oh, I remember I mean, that one. I, I Will Always Love You probably will have to be the one I like the most. I mean... Come on. Yeah. Powerful just doesn't tell you where, when it was played, right? No, probably not. No. I mean, it I says... It was, it was It was one of the ones they danced to. It was either at the party that they... that, that The Danbury party that they came and danced to, or it was the one after that to, like, celebrate the birth of their first child or something. Um, yeah. So they had, like, a party. They had, like, a party for that. And then they danced at that. So I think... It was one of those. It was it was definitely one of the one of the songs that they danced to. Mm-hmm. Um, the Halo, I think Halo was the the standout for me. The the Beyonce song, like I remember that one very very clearly. Yeah, I think, that I, think was I remember that one first, a lot really well. The first episode, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. All right. Well, that is all we have to say about i mean i could i could seriously sit here and gush about it for like another hour (laughs) but i'm not gonna do that to you all um if you enjoyed this episode and also thank you to casey for dropping for jumping in really quickly this was super spontaneous (laughs) and i apologize to them for doing that (laughs) but um they had some really great things to say um and i was so glad that they could hop in really quick oh my god emily i just looked up the guy who played the doctor he's played by this guy named guy henry and um, you look familiar. He was the Mr. Collins in Lost in Austin. <gasps> oh my god. We were literally just talking about Lost in Austin. Oh my god. <laughs> we are. We're gonna watch it. I'm I'm gonna I plan to watch it again. My my friend from work has not seen it yet, and they need to see it. It's, it's very important. It's a very important thing. Among to watch. the literal like um eighty-five titles that he has attributed to him. So Wow. Yeah. All right. He's got a little he's got a little career going for himself being being the creepy guy. <laughs> Playing the creepy character. Yeah. Um but uh you know, good on him. Make that money. Um all right. I think that's all we have to say about Queen Charlotte. I'm gonna close this out now before we say anything else. Yeah. Uh, if you oh enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and IMDB. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. Uh, if you want to email us, please do that at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow our social media. We have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. And uh, we also have merch. So please check that out. But Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.